Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Now, Brad, in our quest to return to normal, quote, um, huggable characters are back at Walt Disney World and and Disneyland. I will say, um, I am I am so happy about this because from what you've described when you're talking about the um, socially distanced character meet and greets and and uh, photo ops and stuff. I mean, that just seems like a, a real bummer. So I'm really glad that you can actually interact cl- up close with, with characters again. So it so technically this isn't available yet. It starts April 18th. Coming soon. Um, yes, coming very soon. And, you know, depending on when you listen to this podcast, maybe back by now. Uh, but it's coming back to not only Disney World and Disneyland, but also the Cruises and Alani. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's good to see this back. I appreciate that Disney gave us some, you know, gave us what they could, uh, when they did, but dude, there's a part of me that's like, oh man, how soon can I plan my next trip to Disney? Because like both of my kids would have killed to be able to actually get up close with the characters and, you know give them a high five or give them a hug or, or whatever. Just something. And yeah. Yeah. So that's like a huge part of the whole, like these are real characters. You know, these, these characters you've seen on TV and in movies and stuff are real. The, the huge part of that is touching them, you know? Right. Yeah. And I think that with that returning, you'll probably be able to do photo pass again with them I hope because so. the way that, it, the way that it has been, there's not been any photo, you know, when we took our trip, you could take photos with the characters with your phone or whatever, but there was no photo pass person there. So even if you had paid for photo pass, you still weren't getting those uh, at the at the meet and greet. So do you know why? Did you was there any explanation to why they were OK? Probably. With- I my I, I did not ask, but my assumption was something like, you know, you're not going to get the the quality that you want when the characters like way in the background and the oh. kids are, you know, wherever and the lighting is not well, you know, the lighting hasn't been set up for that sort of a thing. Basically a liability thing. They don't want to be liable for your terrible photo. So you can take your terrible photo and we're totally exactly. fine with that. Right. But right. we don't want to but give you, you a terrible photo. You didn't well, pay a hundred bucks or whatever for a terrible photo. And I think that's what it is, is you paid for this photo so you're going to be upset if it doesn't meet your uh, what expectations. Whereas if you took your photo with your phone, you 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 have a different set of expectations for that. I mean, I again, I don't know for sure, but I think it was probably something like that. That but makes sense. The moral of the story is that we are you know one step closer to uh, normalcy returning and. I am super pumped about that. I mean, really, after after the characters are 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 back to normal, then all we're waiting for is uh, I I don't know. There's a couple of there's there's like a show or two that could probably be reopened that would make some people happy. Uh, <laughs> Hoopty Doo's coming they, back. 
Oh well, there you go. Then we're then we're all good. Have you ever uh, done? That? Have you ever seen Hoopty Doo? No, review? I have. I've never done Hoopty Doo review. I My family either. has, and they really they really enjoyed it. I added it after the after the news of it returning came out. Uh-huh. I added it to our tenth anniversary list because I am a little bit embarrassed that I've never to seen say it. That you haven't done it. Ah, there's lots of stuff. Like, have you ever done horse riding out at uh out at Fort Wilderness? Because I sure as heck haven't. I have not. Hoopty do review just seems like one of those things that like you you gotta do. Well, should have done once you once you've done it, you will be able to tell us whether or not it's something that you have to do. But I don't know, dude. There's just so many of those things, and it. I I I think I am at the point now with Disney vacations where my biggest problem is in order to add those things something else has to go and i really like a lot of the things that i do so it's always you know like which of these things is going to go that i know that i like for something that i might enjoy or might not you know super super enjoy well and the thing about hoopty doo was it's it costs money and it's pretty expensive mm -hmm. if i remember correctly and so we just never did it because of the upcharge Right, you were already you were already spending enough money, and there were things that you had already spent money on that took up enough of your time. That why did you need to add something else? But they have unlimited draft beer, wine, and sangria, so you oh at least boy. get I something. Hope I hope you're doing that late. <laughs> we don't we don't need Jeremy with all of his all of his unlimited wines. Then out. <laughs> I'm wine cards. drunk. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I, I am excited to, you know, like, back to normal has become such a loaded phrase. Right. But I am truly excited that, you know, we are, like, going back to 2019 kind of stuff. You know, things are things are getting back to the way they were, I'll say, in 2019. Yeah. Now now we just need the... Uh, and, I, and I guess with Hoop-dee-doo coming back, this is probably... That probably means this is going to return, but that the characters who are in the shows are able to be within six feet of each other. Because, you know, if we can avoid the the awkward... Those uh, videos of socially distanced Beauty and the Beast are just hard to watch. Well, and once you once you have that, you can have the full uh, Festival of the Lion King can return. Like, there's a lot of stuff. And and please don't... They have said the monkeys are coming back. So I uh, again, we're returning so, yeah. slowly, but yeah, the dancing. So, so that seems to that seems to mean that that all of this stuff is is coming back then. And like I I don't want anybody to misunderstand me. I want Disney to handle all this stuff well. I want the actors to be safe. So I'm cool with them doing this in the way that they've done it. But at the same time, I don't think it's crazy to say I am looking forward to not sure. having them not having to do these things as well. There's a there's a total difference between being cognizant of what's happening and, and wanting, you know, people to be safe, but also to look at it as a consumer of something and say, like, it was better three years ago and I'd like it to be better again. Yes. And that doesn't yeah, mean the, you don't you don't want people to be safe and to you know have the proper precautions in place, but to you want it to be good again uh, is understandable. I I think. I mean, I totally understand what you're saying. 
Well, I just, yeah, I don't want anybody thinking, well, Brad's just saying, you know, why all the stupid, uh, you know, keeping keeping actors safe. No, totally cool with that, but still looking forward to not having to do that anymore. Like, things being normal enough that we cannot do that anymore. By the way, I, I looked up uh, your Hoop-Dee-Doo review. It is unlimited, unlimited beer, but it is also Bud Light and Youngling, which, I mean... At least Youngling's yeah. an option. There you go. That's, exa- <laughs> that's exactly what I was sitting here thinking, but I didn't. I didn't want to say it. But yeah, there, it's it's exciting to see more of the stuff returning. And then what if slash no, not if when the transportation stuff gets updated to you know start not requiring masks there, then I think we're pretty much back to normal at that yeah, point. Pretty much. Just with you know back to well. Okay, so we're back to normal, but we're back to the new normal, which I think pretty well segues into what you had next on the on the list here. Yeah. So I have questions for you because my trip in November will be the first trip that I've taken where I have to make park reservations. And basically, I just want to know what what the process is like, because I'm not used to being locked into, uh, you know, going to a park and like, how far out do I need to make these reservations? I, for the first time since I think 2015, I have park hoppers again, and park hopping is much different now. Um, Basically, I just want kind of a primer on park reservations and how the new the new methods of you know reserving parks in advance getting there park hopping how does that all work now in in real life because i know how it works on paper i've i've read the website i know the you know times and everything but in in reality as a as a person visiting the park how does that how does that work so in reality it works pretty Easily, I feel like most of the time, as long as you take care of your business. Uh, first, I'll say that the fact that Disney has said that uh, the reservation system is, I mean, more or less here to stay, right? That's that's what you've heard as well, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The park reservations are not going anywhere, which bumps me out. Right. But that they have said that they're not going anywhere and also have this janky system for doing it baffles me because Disney like pushes so hard for everything that you want to do you're going to do in the app the app is where the world exists do it in the app do it in the app do it in the app park reservations can't do those in the app nope we got to kick you out to a website to do that like explain to I understand when you had to develop it and get it out there quickly and you didn't want to go through app review and all that kind of stuff and you thought it was a temporary thing like all of those are good reasons for it not to be in the app but that time has passed and the app can even show you when you what park you have a reservation at you simply can't make said park reservation in the app and hopefully by the time you make yours this won't be a thing but I'm just warning you ahead of time it's not it's not in the app. You you do the little click thing and it and it kicks you out to your browser window and then you have to sign into your Disney account and then you just pick whichever park. And 
I, I mean, really, it depends on when you're going as to how early you need to be making those. I don't think it's anything like it's it's not like dining reservations, right? Where the day that they open, you'd better get in and grab it or else you're not going to get what you want for the most well, part. Now, well, yeah, if you're I can going make them Christmas now. Day or something. I can make my park reservations for November now. And I'm like, right. if I can make them now, should I? Do, do, yes, absolutely. Do we, really? Yeah, I mean, like, why would you not? You can you can always cancel them and change them and everything. It's not it's not like you're locked in. So my recommendation is always make those sorts of things as early as you can. On the off chance that you find out that you know, I don't know, you were dumb enough to go during spring break and all of the parks are suddenly <laughs> you know full to capacity and there's no reservations available for you. But I don't, I, and I don't think that's going to be an issue for you, but. It it is for some people. So I don't like why would you not make your reservations now? Well, I don't know, just because it feels like it's way too far out to be making those kind of commitments. I mean, we don't even know well I guess we have park hoppers, so that I was gonna say we don't even know what park we're gonna be eating dinner in, you know, but if with park hoppers dinner really isn't a, a consideration. I'm I'm, right. I'm so dinner, used to dinner is wherever you want it to be. <laughs> right. I'm so used to like having to uh coincide the the park we're at with where we want to eat, you know. And the the honestly the reason we have park hoppers is because we want to eat in Epcot so many nights that um we can't really not do park hoppers because we'd be at Epcot every day. <laughs> we, we we went to Disney for five days. Oh, man, how was that? Well, we saw all of Epcot, and I yeah. mean all of Epcot. Yeah, there's just so many restaurants in Epcot because we have basically – we use an app called AnyList, and we have a 10th anniversary planning list, and that list includes like – here's where we really want to eat and here's where we, you know, the things that we really want to do, the behind the seeds tour is on there. You know, I want to do if, if behind the seeds is available, I want to do behind the seeds. But when we were looking at this list, we've been compiling for a couple of years now, uh, Epcot just with food, Epcot is just there over and over and over and over again. And obviously we're going to eat at La Cellier, but we've never eaten at Teppanetto and would really like to do that. And I would, really like to do Takumite if we can. And um, so there's just so many times where Epcot keeps showing up that we're like, okay, well, I've, just for dining alone, we need park yep. hoppers. And, you know, uh, since you're talking about dinner, you're fine because don't forget, you can't park hop till 2 p.m., which, of course, with the caveat, this could all be totally different by November. And, and which way that would go, I don't know. But... I mean, I think if it were me, I would make some sort of reservations at this point and then be ready to completely change them when I actually got my dining okay. reservations sorted. Because I and, and honestly, you don't have to. You could wait till your dining reservations. You're making your dining reservation 60 days out. Everything should still be available by that point. I see no reason. You know, again, if you were if you were planning for Christmas Day or being an idiot and going at spring break. Or, you know, 4th of July, like those sorts of times. Yeah, there's more of a uh, what there's more pressure to go ahead and get yourself booked. But right. with your okay. time, I don't I don't think it's crazy. And yeah, we're going at a purposefully historically low 
time. I mean, uh, I had a conversation with our travel agent about this, and she said basically um, any anything that you have experienced in the past that has been historically pretty low volume, uh, there's no such thing as low volume anymore. Like uh, Disney World is packed all the time, no matter what. So it's really just when you want to go. And then there's times like spring break and Christmas and new year's and stuff where it's extra packed, but it's always going to be busy now, no matter what. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was about to say. You know, talking with the, uh, tour guide, uh, about how many tours she was doing and things like that. She she basically said, she's like, yeah, you know, we were expecting the, the kind of, we usually get a dip in February or something. She's like, the dip just never came. They just kept coming and coming and coming, and suddenly it's spring break. And so everything's crazy again for spring break. So I I don't know, though. At some point, that's got to die down a little bit. I just don't I don't know if November is going to be that time. I mean, this could be a couple of, like, you have a lot of people who have, <clears throat> you have a lot of people who have pent-up desire to go anywhere and then add to that the people who have been, you know, planned to take a Disney trip and have been saving up to take a Disney trip or have been saving money because of this, that and the other not being available to them to do. And suddenly a lot more people can take a Disney trip. So I don't think it's terribly surprising that things are the way they are. And I mean, heck, could be that way for a few years. I do think it's going to, again, return to normal at some point and you're going to have the the slower times again but yeah this year that it might not be yet but past the wonkiness of making a park reservation on the website which i yeah i've i've gone on about that enough um actually going to the park is no biggie whatsoever because as long as you have that park reservation you're just going to scan and go into the park what you don't want to do what you don't want to do is attempt to go to a park where you don't have a reservation and just expect <laughs> that you're going to get in. Because you know what you're going to do then? You're going to go, you're going to scan your ticket, you're going to do your little finger thing, and it's going to not show green. And you, then the person's going to look at it, and they're going to go, I don't see that you have a reservation. And then you're going to say, oh, well, I just thought that I'd get let in. And then it becomes a whole thing and there are all these people that are behind you that just want to get into the park and they're having to wait. I mean, sorry, not <laughs> not that I had to not that I had to deal with anybody. <sighs> and then, you know, you're going to get irate because you're going to say how much money you spent to go on this trip. And everybody behind you also spent that much money to go on this trip and can't get into the park because you're doing your thing. So moral of the story is just go to the park where you have the reservation. You will not be aware of any issue whatsoever it's it's completely transparent okay when you're at the park so that's i mean i mean it's it it feels like a bigger thing than it is okay honestly and then park hopping is it just two o'clock you're you're good to go anywhere you they don't like need park you don't need park reservations for where you're hopping to correct yeah okay. uh, you can you can only you can only have one park reservation and that has to be the park where you want to start and you're going to be there till 2 p.m. And then after that, the, you know, gates are open, go wherever you want, do whatever you want to do. So you can park and you're good. You to go. can, you can hop multiple times. Yeah. Oh yeah. You could, you could hop to every park oh, okay. in the day if you wanted to. Gotcha. 
Just just have to start your day. Basically, after two, they're not checking anymore. Right, right. Okay. The system knows that you've already you know gone to your first park or whatever, and so you're you're cleared because gotcha. you have a park hopper. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Assuming okay. that you know the park isn't again you know Christmas Day, you probably can't park hop into, right. or it's going to be harder to park hop into Magic Kingdom after two p.m. because they could be you know they could be experiencing uh, some level of closure where you might not be able to get in. But on a normal day, yeah, sure, they're gonna they're gonna let you in. So, okay. I mean, this is such a fundamental it, change from how it's been every other time that like of all the things that are new on this trip that park reservations and park hopping and figuring all that out has been the most concerning, most frightening, honestly, because it's just, it's a totally new paradigm. And, and I've never experienced like a totally new paradigm like that. And I guess genie plus is too. It's going to be something that I'm going to have to learn on the fly because there's not much prep you can do now that everything has to be done day of, um. Yeah, it's just gonna be. It's gonna be a lot of new. Yeah, this trip. and I, I, I totally understand how Park Hopper feels overwhelming because our first trip with it, I felt the exact same way. Where I'm like, oh my god, what if I don't get? And and what happens if I get there? And and somehow they've lost my Park Hopper reser- or my my park reservation, and you know all of this stuff, but honestly in practice outside of the busy times i don't understand the point of that system truthfully like i i'm sure that it has a point and the point probably involves money somewhere along the way (laughs) oh i'm sorry you can't get into magic kingdom well if you had a park hopper after 2 p.m you could make it in even if you can't get your reservation i mean do you do you think it's that or do you think it's just the the data I mean, they basically know, for me, if I made my reservations now, they would know more than six months out which park I would be at every day. And that that seems like it's worth something. Something, but worth the friction uh, that you're creating when you make the... Though, I mean, I guess maybe people... If people are going to do it anyway, then it maybe the friction doesn't matter. I, I don't really see the need for that data because they're going to know when you get there and they have enough historical data and they can also uh what they can also look at all the other data points they have and make a pretty good guess as to where you're going to go you know i we don't know where jeremy's going to go for his first day but his brec- but he has a breakfast reservation at hollywood and vine so i got a pretty good feeling he's going to do a hollywood studios day you know <laughs> possibly i and, and if you How don't have a park hopper, then any dining reservation tells them where you're going to be for the day. If you have a dining reservation at Hollywood and Vine for breakfast, do you have to you have also... to have a park reservation okay. at Hollywood Studios, or you cannot enter okay. the park? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, you must. You must have a. You must have a uh, so park reservation. It's not that is a little more work then. Yes. Yeah. That that side of it is a little bit more work, but I don't think it's such a major issue that far out when you're making your dining reservations, except for those people who wait till the very, you know, who are picking up dining reservations day of, or or the day before, I guess that could, that could get a little stressful because the day before you go, some parks will be at capacity 
uh, for their reservations. Gotcha. But overall, pretty simple system. Okay. You'll 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 get the hang of it, and uh, you know. And I I I'm sure you were again because I had the same trepidation about it that you have. I know that there are probably plenty of people that have that. And the thing is, it's it's not nearly that bad once you okay. once you go. Yeah, I but, think it's just more fear of the unknown than anything at this point. Yeah, so so we'll we're go, recording. We'll go ahead and make some and and see what happens. Yeah, so we're recording on uh, Sunday, April third, and I just pulled up the uh, the the reservation thing, and essentially tomorrow you can only get a reservation at Epcot. You can get nothing. Tuesday through Thursday, then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, only Epcot, nothing Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, only Epcot, nothing Monday through Wednesday, and then Thursday, Friday, uh, or Thursday, only Epcot, and then Friday, Disney's Animal Kingdom finally opens up. Then from the 23rd onward, everything is open again. So, I mean, that could be stressful if you decided you were going to go at the last minute, right? But if you, uh, as long as you, as long as you're making your plans more than three weeks in advance, you're still gravy. And that's way less than the 60 days in advance that you're talking about. You know, as of right now, I can even get July 4th at every park, which quite honestly, I kind of thought I might click to July 4th and see that it was already booked or something, you know? But hmm. I can even I can even get Christmas Day, man. I'm gonna go ahead and schedule my Christmas Day, my New Year's Eve, wow, all of the major holidays. Do you still have all those tickets up. that never expire? Uh huh. I do. Nice. I do. Uh, you know. Uh, so behind the scenes, you and I were discussing before we started recording that uh, with the continued return to normal, uh, I am con- I am watching. And 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 possibly let's let's hope that this is crazy, Brad. But looking at everything reopening and going, gosh, would Harmony Barbershop be opening anytime soon? Because uh, my youngest still has not had his first haircut, and that was originally going to be something that I wanted to do on this sh- last trip, but it wasn't open, and I couldn't find anywhere on property to give him a haircut. But if it was to reopen then you know i could make a quick drive and we've got tickets to get in which would be the dumbest thing that i would have done in quite a long time but the you know honestly i feel like the fact that i have those tickets lowers the barrier of entry just enough sure it's 100 to bucks it, to make it one of those things that i just might do well i mean ticket for me and nancy has a has a ticket as well oh, gotcha. uh, on her account so like we both have tickets to go there you go how can you afford not to uh, uh <laughs> don't the, answer that don't answer that <laughs> the gas the place to stay while we're there <laughs> the food well There's i think a, that'll do it for this episode <laughs> let's not enumerate all the reasons you can't afford to do that because i really want you to you can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. You can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, have a magical day.